2: This was Don Baker, just inside the gates of St. What was in Reformatory or Industrial School in Dangan County Offaly, playing its harmonica. But the best part of nearly 40 years ago, Don, you came in these gates and uh, as, as a much younger man, boy actually, and uh, it wasn't the happiest of days for you.
0: No, it wasn't. I was uh, 13 years of age and uh, I was sent here for... Uh, uh, petty things I've done and um, I was sent here for two years and uh, I remember walking through those gates and uh, the statue there of the uh, St Conlet with the, the two fingers held up and it's kind of ironic almost to uh, remind you you were here for two years so to speak and a uh, um, frightening day for me as a child very frightening to be mm. taken away from your family and put into a place like this
2: and Of course you would have you come from Dublin
0: that's right, yeah. yeah. I brought down um, on a bus down here uh, from uh, Bus Artists in Dublin. Uh, right, You
2: right probably there. hadn't a clue where you were. I mean, it's, I it's, a, it's quite idea. a an off, the, the, the town is off the beaten track as it were. It's not even on any of the
0: main roads. That's right. It's just a place that's in uh, middle of nowhere really. Really uh, it's a remote area around here and uh, it's, it is out of the way all right. But um, sure I had no idea um, as, a, as a child, like what was happening, really.
2: Mm. Were you on your own? Were you the only entrant that day?
0: I was the only uh, entrant that day, yes, I was.
2: And did somebody have to accompany you down? or
0: were you just? Yes, a policeman brought me down here, yeah. and I was handcuffed. Handcuffed? Yes, I was. And, uh, he At took 13 ha- years of age? Yeah. And he, he asked me what I promised not to run away if he took the handcuffs off, and I, s- I said I promised, and he took them off, and I, I was true to my word, I didn't run away. Mm. He did probably caught me anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take a walk up towards the buildings and, and uh, have a ramble through them and see if you like what, how this place speaks to you. But, but I can imagine what it must have been like for, even if you were a bit wild as a young fellow, of 13, to, to be landed down here.
0: Yeah, well, the first emotion that hit me, uh, funny enough, as soon as I got here and I saw the walls this morning, was one of anger. I just felt very, very angry. You can get the feeling here. It's very eerie, very, very eerie. And uh, the place hasn't changed a bit now, do you know? Like, I can see the same paint on the on the walls. Right. Hasn't been painted. It looks exactly the same as when I was here. You can see the windows there, the all-grey um, the paint. And uh, let's go inside and yeah. uh, have a wander around.
2: I'm well, just stepping inside. Now, wh- when you would have come in, who was, what kind of a... A welcoming party, wasn't it, okay. to, to greet you?
0: That was uh, uh, a horrible time because I went into an office, a very dark office, and there was a brother there, and I won't mention his name for legal reasons. Mm. And uh, the first thing he said to me was, he pointed a pencil at my penis, and he said, "Do you play with that?" And uh, to a 13-year-old child, this was—I uh, was shocked beyond beyond belief. I just couldn't believe what he just said to me. And uh, I, I just, I just shook my head, and he said, "Because you won't be doing it here." He said, and they seemed to be have this obsession with uh, with with, um, with sex and with, with masturbation in particular. they were, they were really, um, I, I just can't describe it to you. They were very um, um, fearful, almost, really afraid of, um, of of any kind of sexual. I won't say activity because I never saw any sexual activity mm. down here. Preoccupation yeah. with sex. They were preoccupied, yeah. yeah. Almost obsessed and preoccupied with uh, this thing about masturbation that to this day I still don't understand. Um, I didn't know that many, many of them are paedophiles. And uh, of course, I never... I wouldn't have known what the word meant if someone had said paedophile to me. I wouldn't have had a clue. Mm. You know, I would have probably had to look it up in a dictionary to find out what the hell it meant. Yeah.
2: How how many young lads of your age and I would have been here roughly at that time? Do you remember? I've been
0: a couple of 100 Yeah, it was a couple of hundred. A hundred. Well, we're walking into the hall here. Just up here is the refectory uh, where we used to have our meals. When I arrived here, um, the food was absolutely appalling. And um, we got a, for breakfast, you got a, um, a quarter of a loaf with a lump of margarine stuck stuck on it, and uh, and the tea was served uh, from a bucket. Um, a, a lad would go around with a bucket of tea, it would be milked and sugared, and he would scoop. We had tin mugs, and he would scoop the um, tea from his bucket and put it into your tin mug. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just like, um, I mean, it, it, the first thing comes to mind is Oliver. It would remind me of something like that. Um, I don't know whether these doors are open. Oh, it's open again. Yeah. You can see, this it's, is
2: like a dungeon here, you can see. It's a pretty grim place now, oh, given that it's been out of use and yeah. and uh, has been being Not painted or whatever. But it, 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 yeah. it, it, has a, it has these vaulted kind of arches. Yeah, The tables are gone now, as you can see. But this yeah. was the
0: thing. And we'd have our meals, you can
1: see,
0: like, left and right here, there were tables on the left, tables on the right. And a brother that would be on duty would, would walk up and down, and he'd have his rosary beads at the back saying the rosary as he walked up and down it. I always remember he'd go from side to side, and I always got the feeling he was trying to earwig and find out what people were talking about. And you see the door here? This was the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's all blocked up now, and uh, that's where the food was served from, and the young boys would come out with the trays. And uh, dinner was um, a tray of potatoes. Um, where they got them, I have no idea. Uh, most of them had maggots running through them, or uh, brown uh, rot, and you'd have to get your knife and peel away... At maybe a huge, large potato, just to get a little bit of potato out of it, and uh, uh, they served this stuff called goulash, with bits of meat and bits of chip. And uh, what you had was a, in this section here was a small section, what we call the small section, and up here you had the, the big section. It meant mm-hmm. the older boys, and down here were the younger boys. But um, was, I, I just, I just, was
2: that a problem? Was there was there any kind of bullying between younger and older fellows? There was
0: a degree of bullying that went on. Um, I, I remember two boys in particular that were really, really heavy bullies, and they were big guys, so you didn't mess with them, you know, and tried to avoid them at all costs. Mm. But they'd come over and they'd take your cigarettes from you, and maybe if you had a couple of bars of toffee, if you were lucky. And you know, So you didn't let them know what you had. But it was, uh, they'd take it on you, mm. steal it from you. So, like, this is the you got, you got,
2: And then in the evening, you got a Spartan meal again, I suppose, was it?
0: In the evening, you got your, your quarter... Quarter of uh, loaf again, which little of margarine in it. Mm. Now that lasted for—I was here, I suppose, for the first six months I was here, and then they changed, and uh, the food, the food changed them um, uh, much, much for the better, yeah. and uh, everything was um, everything got a bit better after that. But uh, talk about the dark ages, like it was just unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Was it a a cold building? Well, as it, as you,
0: as you, as you, it was exactly as it is now. Exactly as it is now. And um, if you've done anything wrong... I remember I was in a bit of a scrape with another young boy and uh, nothing too serious, a bit of a roll around the floor fighting or something. and I was coming through the door there and there's a brother standing behind the door and he just reached out and grabbed me by the hair. And I was put kneeling in that corner over there. And uh, mm-hmm. I got no bread that evening or tea. And I uh, had to kneel for the whole duration of the... Of of the tea time if you like I had to kneel in the corner there and uh, that was just just a kind of a punishment and uh, of course I got a few digs a few clatters and stuff like that and mm. um, but uh, that's the kind of thing would happen like, and uh, yeah it's just a weird place altogether weird was the Woodward class here. I remember that he was a very, very nice gentleman, the, 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 the technical, uh, this was the like class, like we got the group search here, it was like a technical school, and uh, Mr Whitty, I think his name was, very, very nice gentleman, one of the few people down here that I can honestly say was a, a nice person, and uh, he was very, uh, very compassionate, I think, and he probably had more family man, I suppose, and... Uh, maybe he understood children a bit better than maybe the rest of the brothers down here uh, wouldn't have been quite able to not having a family themselves but he was a family man and uh, he was very kind to us as I remember so this is here where we've done woodwork and uh, nice memories of uh, being in here I used to do uh, mechanical drawing mm. and I was never any good at woodwork but um, I enjoyed what it sort of something
2: to to what, what would your, your, your typical day be like?
0: Oh, well, that, that, this, only, this only lasted for... This wasn't, like, for the whole duration I was mm-hmm. here. Typical day, would you get up in the morning, and um, you'd wash the water, would be absolutely freezing cold. There was no hot, hot water. Hot time. Mm-hmm. And the soap was... Yes, and the soap was uh, that uh, red scrubbing soap.
2: Right, boy.
0: Yeah, and, of course, from the lack of nutrition, um, we were all scurvy. We'd have scurvy. I had to suffer from scurvy for years. Uh, scurvy on my neck and on my face. And, uh, of course, you didn't have any... You wouldn't have any cream or anything to... You'd just have to live with it. Mm. So a combination of the red soap, the scrubbing soap, as we called it, and uh, the lack of nutrition, um, just gave you the scurvy, and you'd have scurvy. And um, you'd wash in the morning, and... Um, what time would you get up? You'd have to do at 6 for Mass every morning. 6? Six. 6 o'clock every morning for Mass. I mean, that was compulsory. And uh, you'd get Mass, and then you'd go out to the yard. You'd wash first, get Mass out to the yard for maybe three quarters of an hour to an hour. And then everything was done at a hand clap. they clap the hands for everything. Uh, clap hands to sit down, clap hands to stand up, clap hands to say the rosary, clap hands for everything. There were no uh, verbal orders issue, issued. It was just a clap, a, a clap of a hand. And, you, you, you know, you were to know what that meant. Um, in answer to your question, yeah, then we'd go in and we'd have uh, the, the, uh, the lump of marriage and the bit of bread and the, the sloppy tea, and then back out to the yard, maybe for half an hour, then work details started. You could be walking in um, the shoe shop, say, uh, uh, the, uh, the cobble, what would you call it, cobble uh, cobblers. cobblers. Cobblers, yes. Cobbling, yeah, sure. Or you could, be, you could be walking on the farm, you could be walking in the fields, um, weeding, um, uh, digging potatoes, you could be uh, picking uh, carrots or God knows what else... Um, then there was um, gardening as well. You could be working in the front, um, mowing the grass or mowing the lawn. Or you could be... You'd
2: be out in the bog, couldn't you? you I, could I, I the worked bog. on the
0: bog, yes, I did. I worked on the bog. That was
2: some experience for <laughs> yeah, a city
0: lad. Yeah, it was an experience, all right. It was good fun, actually. Very, very tough work, very hard work. I remember both um, when we were uh, digging the turf, um, I was working with, uh, uh, like you'd see in a picture postcard, a wooden wheelbarrow. And uh, it was very, very difficult. My hands were so small that they wouldn't fit around the shafts. And catching the turf um, up above the hull, putting it on the wheelbarrow, mm-hmm. uh, your hands were going um, wet, dry, wet, dry, with result. My hands cracked open. I had cuts on both uh, both palms of my hands. You still see the scars there, actually. I still the scars left on my hands from it. And... Um, you know, you do that uh, basically. Uh, uh, that was the hard part of being on the bog. I suppose mm. the easy time being the summertime, and we'd, we'd be bringing in the turf and putting it in, in, in the sacks and then uh, loading it onto a lorry mm. and uh, coming in and dropping it off. That was, um, you know, the weather would be nice, it would make life a bit more pleasant.
2: Then you'd have your, your, your goulash, as you say, your gruel or your. your you'd, be brought in for, you'd
0: be brought back for dinner, Aria, and you'd get your, uh, your, uh, your goulash. And uh, rotten potatoes, and the, the the dessert was always a kind of a pink custard with lumps in it. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't even cook the bloody stuff properly. Uh, you'd be trying to uh, maneuver your spoon around the plate to get a, a bit of um, bit of uh, custard, and try to leave the lumps behind. You know. So.
2: In the um, afternoon, then.
0: In the afternoon, back to work. Back working on the bog or wherever you were assigned to. I worked in the church for a long time on my own, which I I, I dreaded like played havoc with my nerves, um, and easy access for the, for the paedophiles as well, I might add. It's very interesting at uh, this part of the building here, this is where, this is where they used to flog us, And um, if you did anything wrong, and you, you'd get a serious, uh, serious flogging. And this is where, like, the beatings would take place. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what I mean, would,
2: what would constitute wrong now? What would be?
0: Oh, it could be anything, could be anything. Um, I suppose the most common thing was to got into a fight with another boy, or, um, you know, in, 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 a, in an institution like this, um, uh, was just, I suppose they were very strict. Yeah. So uh, it wouldn't take much for something to be considered wrong. Here it is, listen. <coughs> the echo. And this is where they used to flog us here
2: on the steps here.
0: On the steps here, yeah. With? What, the, what do they, they use? You'd, You'd have to kneel here on the ground and then um, <coughs> stretch your hands out up here. Now, when I was flogged, I don't know whether I stretched my hands to the towards step here or the forward step. I imagine it would have been the towards step oh, but it would have been that big. And then you had this other brother who would come up and stand on your fingers like this so that you were... You couldn't move, you couldn't get away. You couldn't get up and run, in other words. And he was... Uh, he was a brother that was uh, of the bog, of the, the work he'd held on the bog. Great, great big man. And again, I know his name, but I won't mention his name. I hear he's in Australia at the moment. He'd, he'd stand on your fingers. This was my experience. I don't know where he stood on the fingers of all the boys, but he did with me anyway. Stood on my fingers like this. And um, there's another brother standing in the doorway here. He was a medic. Um, I don't know why he was there. And he's, he's actually he's in prison in England now, serving uh, three years for molesting young boys. And uh, from what I hear from the police, he's going to be deported back um, to Ireland when he finishes his term of prison in England. And again, I can't mention names. Mm-hmm. But he stood over there, and uh, the brother who administered the... the uh, I always called it a punishment in my innocence, thinking that I deserved what happened to me. Yeah. It wasn't until I watched that programme, States of Fear, and I heard the lady who was doing the, uh, if you like, the commentary or narrating it um, say that Don Baker was, uh, was beaten, that's the first time that struck me, oh my God, I was beaten. I, I always considered it to be a punishment, and uh, i didn 't realize i 'd been, been, uh, been abused that badly.
2: when you were beaten, was it across the, the bottom the buttocks or Oh, yeah, the
0: right or? down right where the, where the knee bands from where the knee bands right up the back there'd be, it was almost like if you got, a, got something and put it on a blackboard and got a piece of chalk and put a mark the actual mark of the of the letter came out on your back, and uh, my, both my legs were bleeding, and um, the little Little veins that would be under the skin burst open, and, um, and now whereas like the blood would not have been pumping from me, but still it was like 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 you got a pin and stuck loads of pinholes in your legs, and uh, you could see the blood coming through, and of course, severely uh, bruised and black and blue, and they the guy you know that that beat me, um, it took him at least a half an hour to administer, administer the punishment. What he would do is he'd strike me the blow. And of course, your whole body would, would go into a, a kind of a spasm because the pain was like something else. And as you can imagine, like from being here, looking at this place, I, I had uh, from the cold you'd have uh, those those goose pimples or something they're called mm. goose pimples. And um, so pretty cold, and uh, the sting of the leather would go right through your body. So you you tense your whole body, but he'd wait for you to relax, and you, you wouldn't know when the next blow was coming. And it'd be dead silence. Not a word would be spoken. Except, except you'd hear the shiver of... <laughs> I, remember, I always remember, like, uh, trying to get a breath uh, because it, it knocked the wind out of you, you see. And uh, he'd wait and wait and wait. And you, you, you're trying to preempt the blow. And so you're trying to get ready to tense up. And you tense a little bit. And I mean, I, I went into therapy over all this. It took years. Like I mean, for years after that, I always felt like my belt was too tight around my waist or that there was, there was another belt around my chest... You know, like, I think the big mistake that I made was I didn't cry. I think if I had been able to cry, I was probably too scared to cry. If I had been able to cry, I might have got some release. But um, trying to be a, a, a big boy and a tough guy, I suppose, um, prevented me from, from, from crying.
2: And how often would this have happened? You your saying there are two years. How many times have you have I was I, only,
0: I, well, once is enough you know, it was, it was enough for me, but Too no, much. and they did it here, as you say, because right up above us here is the dorm trees, and that's where we all slept, and as, as, I, as I demonstrated for you a minute ago with the, <laughs> you can hear the crack, the boys upstairs would hear every crack that was struck, and most of the guys, I have to say, would, would scream, and uh, it'd be quite horrific, like, and they'd be terrified, and they'd be screaming, and of course the other boys upstairs would hear all this, and and they, they, of course, they ruled us through the fear, and that's striking more fear, and fear to everybody. Well, one boy was, was, was severely beaten like that. It affected everybody because everyone would end up scared. Then you know, we were all like 13 years of age. So it's like quite a quite an ordeal to have to go through. <laughs> Yeah, here we have the, uh, the dorm trees and the toilets were down the back here. Mm. That brown door way down the back. Metal shaped Yeah, you had um, one, two, three, four rows of beds. My bed was along, I was lucky enough, like my bed was beside a radiator, so I kind of fell lucky there, all right. And I was about five beds up, I suppose. I was like one, two, three, maybe at the fourth window there was, was where my bed was. Mm. So I had four rows of beds here and you had four rows of beds on this side.
2: Four rows of beds wouldn't give you much space. You know, no, it's, it's no, very little, oh
0: very little space in between, walking in between. But that's the way it was. And the Lloyd Watchman would sit here, and he had a little desk with a little light on it. And I always remember the night that uh, that particular evening I, was, I spoke about getting the beating. Um, I couldn't, I was told not to get into bed. And uh, I had to kneel at the bed for a couple of hours while everyone else were uh, going to sleep. And he, I always remember he came, he came up to me with a piece of liver on a fork and handed me the fork with a piece of liver on it. He said, here you are, son. He said, eat that. Like, so he's, I guess it was his way of saying, I don't agree with what they've just done to you.
2: And he was one of the brothers also? He?
0: No, he, was just, he wasn't a brother. No, he no. was a man from the town here. And he that's
2: just, what he was, a night watchman? A night watchman, yeah. And did he stay there all night? All or?
0: night watching us, yeah. Okay. He'd be there all night. And the brother then in the morning would relieve him. And he'd wake us, he'd wake us up with a big stick, backstreet course, get out of bed, backstreet course. And uh, lashed the legs off. You didn't get out of bed quick enough. Sometimes across the head as well.
2: Why did they figure you needed a, a night watchman? Were you going to escape or were you, would you be up to, well, yeah. up to no good?
0: I mean, uh, I guess like you're talking about. Uh, I call this place Little Auschwitz, you know. Mm. And that's my, my, my name for this place. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's, this was a prison. That's what it was prison for little kids, you know. There's no, there's no other way to describe it. Look at the walls around here. Mm. Look, I mean, it's like, it's like Fort Knox, for Christ's sake. Well, it was a,
2: it was a, a barracks or a, a fortress yeah. originally, so you, there wasn't That's much actually, chance of you getting out.
0: There's no way of getting out of here, no way.
2: And was it all unrelenting? I mean, it was. A, it's, it's a, obviously a terribly grim picture, very difficult even to listen to at times, but so what it must be for you to, to, to remember. But were there... Were there any kind of bright bright days or bright bright moments? I mean,
0: I suppose there maybe. were times when we'd be playing football and handball, you know, like like any recreation where you'd forget about the environment and what was going on around you. Mm. And you would go on and have a good game of handball or maybe have a game of cards. We used to play jackstones. Did you ever play jackstones? Mm. You'd have five five stones and yeah. throw them up, and get them on the back of your hand and we had all these rules and regulations with the jackstones and um, other than that it was just um, Handball really was was the was the, was the past when mm. Handball and uh, and we get out to the field every Wednesday and have a game of Gaelic football. Mm. But uh, there wasn't really that much to do.
2: Mm. What about Sunday? What was Sunday like? Was that Sunday
0: different? Sunday was different. Yeah, you got uh, you, you lay in I think until about eight o'clock on Sunday, and uh, you get mass and then you'd be back out of the yard and the same more or less the same thing except for, except for instead of going to work, you hung around the yard all day. You went in for your dinner, and it was the same kind of thing. Nothing special for Sunday, no special Sunday dinner or anything like that. And um, Sunday was pretty much a very, very boring day. Um, at least when you were walking, you had something to do, but on Sunday, there was nothing to do. And you, you could only play so much handball, you know?
2: And you, I suppose you had no real contact with the town
0: outside? No, not at all, no. no. no you rarely see any of the locals, or and you kept well away from those people.
2: So, a letter from your mother must have been a great...
0: Oh, great, yeah. ...comfort. No, the letter would be open and censored, of course. And, um, you know, but more importantly, as opposed to a couple of Bob <laughs> was... was better. Now, it was nice to hear from home, and um, as I say, like, my mother was very good to me. Yeah. And she'd always send me down a couple of shillings and stuff like that. And, uh, and uh, So, did you look... You to your father? No, Is he my he on the scene not all? No, he never wrote to me, or he never... Um, he never sent me anything. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he ever came to visit me. Yeah, we did in on one occasion in the two years. And, uh, but I think we're for alternative reasons. Uh, yeah, now, when it would rain, this was a recreation hall here. Yeah. And when it would rain, this is where they put us. And you can go to the from yeah. to This is the recreation hall here. And we had a... A bench running on this side and a bench running along the wall on both sides. Big long. And we just when it was raining, this is where we all come. Yeah. So we'll move up here and up to up to the church
2: church particularly seems to have. have Yeah, I I used
0: to my one of my one of my jobs was to ring the Angelus at twelve o'clock during the day and at six o'clock in the evening. And I'll, I'll always remember it was a three, is and a nine. <laughs> and uh, I always remember, like, I mean, the place is fairly old, and when you would ring the angels, uh, I'd have all the straw coming down. It was a big rope, and all the straw come down and landing my hair. I always remember that. So, uh, the there we go. Yeah. The handball that's handball that's handball. the yard where we, uh, where we, where we played, and uh, those oil drums went there before, and that's where the handball alley was to see that little. Uh, the there, so. Over there, yeah, that little, and here's mm-hmm. the, uh, and put the shelter, a there. shelter over here. That if it wasn't raining too heavy, they wouldn't take us inside, so we'd, we'd all gather over there. And I always remember kicking those poles. I had, them. I was very heavy on shoes, and they gave me these shoes with with steel caps on the on the toes. Mm-hmm. And I can always remember kicking those poles. Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny the things that come back to you and uh, the memories you'd have. Okay.
2: Anger, I suppose, well, or frustration, or I suppose boredom. maybe,
0: boredom, maybe you're... or maybe you you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, now I think what we have here are the washing washrooms. Mm. This is where the washing. You'll see the mark of the washing bases on the wall. And as I said, like oh, you know, you can see them, them there. Look. Then, yeah. Um. There were no. There was no hot water. So uh, it was freezing cold water every morning. I used to dread having to get washed in the morning. And of course, we never got a shower. Never. No showers, no bats, no showers. So, uh,
2: whatever you could manage in a hand basin.
0: Um, oh, I think we actually got. I remember getting one shower while I was here. Um, don't know why it was that he suddenly decided that let us have a shower, because there were showers up in the uh, where the school was. When you got here, when you arrived here first, you went to school for a week, for one week. Mm. And,
2: uh, when there, did you say there were private teachers that came in? There, that's outside?
0: right, uh, I think, the te- as far as I can remember, the teacher's name was Mr. Martin, as far as I can remember. And um, I, don't know, I don't know whether we should be using any names here or not. Yeah. But uh, no. he was a decent sort of a man anyway. And, uh, you know, but it's a funny thing. I don't know why they sent us to school for one, one bloody week and then decided, that uh, your education's finished, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is... The, this, this hallway here I used to have to sweep every Saturday and what I used to have to do was throw tea leaves on the floor keep the dust down to keep the dust down sprinkle all this and it's a long, long hallway it's a
2: long everything hallway everything is so long here all yeah. the rooms long. yeah sprinkle all things. this
0: with uh, tea leaves and then sweep it up and uh, every actually, Saturday every Saturday yeah that was my uh one of my jobs so
2: now no entering the chapel
0: now entering the chapel but oh, this is where I worked for uh for a year, about a year and two months, I suppose. This is where the interrogation happened to me. And uh, I've horrible memories of this church. Absolutely horrible memories. And uh, you can imagine, like, if you just stand still for a second, imagine being here from 9 o'clock in the morning until, like, half 12, and then from, like, 2 o'clock until 5 every day on your own. And what I were mean, you supposed to be doing?
2: Polishing? Dusting, and
0: dusting. There's only so much dusting you can do. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I just sit around, sit in seats, and daydream. And, but it's like, she had nerves to be wrecked. Mm-hmm. It was well, bad enough being in the place. But to be isolated and be on your own. You know what I mean? I like, spent so hours here on my own. Every day. Every day. Like, even without being interrogated or questioned, um, I suppose somebody would, I don't know, go after their bloody head. Yeah. I mean, it's so quiet here. You can see the, as I told you, you see the bar like, where the rope came through for the... It's all... The, the bell is gone now, I suppose, but it, it's plastered over. Mm. And the, there was no organ up there, and uh, that's gone. That's where he used to, you know, use the rope to ring the angels. If you like to walk down here, the uh, starkest seats down the back here. Yeah, and
2: on the wall, still above, I suppose, of the altars, it says, Sanctus, 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 which, yeah. I mean, in theory, a, chap, a place like this should be a sanctuary, you know, a place of... Yeah, a escape, place of, But it wasn't, a, a, wasn't really... No, really.
0: not for me, it wasn't. I remember one morning being at, uh, being at Mass. As I said earlier on, it was compulsory that we got Mass at 6 o'clock every morning. Well, half 6, actually. We were up at 6, half an hour to wash, and then straight into Mass. And one boy, at, at the front row here, It was pews. The pews are gone from here now. Uh, in the very front pew. And uh, he, he, he began to fall asleep. And the priest came down from the Mass... And began to beat him all around the place. Began to punch him and clatter him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The names he was calling him, like, you know, just having a bad morning. And uh, and I always remember this church, This I, I always laugh at this story. I'll tell you this story. This particular priest is still alive, and um, I won't mention names for obvious reasons. We were all ushered in here one day, one Saturday afternoon, because... Um, you didn't work Saturday afternoon. You worked Saturday morning, but not Saturday afternoon. We were all ushered in here one Saturday afternoon. Is it benediction? Because sometimes you have to get benediction. And I um, hadn't a clue why. We came in, and there was a kind of a pulpit over here. Now It's, it's gone now. And we all sat down, waited and waited a couple of minutes. Next in walked this particular priest, walked up, took his glasses off, put his Bible down, and began thumping the Bible Screaming at the top of his voice, wanking, 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 screaming all over the church. I mean, it's comical, but we were so terrified. You had to be here. Like we were just, what in the name of God is going on, you know? And he said, wasting the seed of life, you know, and he was t- frodding at the mouth and totally freaked. They were all, as I said, had this thing in their head um, paranoia almost. I, d- I don't know what word to use to describe it. Mm-hmm. Then he proceeded to tell us this story that I sometimes have to laugh at today because it's so ridiculous. But you have to remember, like we were just young boys and very, very impressionable, you know. He said that um, there was a young boy who masturbated and he got very, very ill from masturbating. Very, very ill. So his mother, he had to, he had to be put to, to bed, be put to rest, so to speak, and he had to strap both his arms down. Otherwise, he would masturbate yeah. and surely kill himself. Was the story, and the parish priest was brought in, and um, they would say the rosary and pray over him all day long. And one particular day, as, as the story was related to us, um, the woman of the house said, "Would you like a cup of tea, Father?" And they went both went down to the kitchen and had a cup of tea. But while they were gone, didn't our boy get one of his hands loose? And they got back up and he was dead in the bed. <laughs> Now, it's so funny to recall that story now, but at the time, we were absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, making eye contact with a few boys as we walked, walked from the church when this this uh, shenanigans or whatever the hell you might call it was over. And everyone was kind of throwing their to eyes to heaven and saying, never again, never again. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Dead um, mm-hmm. nuts on that kind of thing, like, for, for some reason. And I, As I say, like, I've never... In the film was here, I never saw... Anything happened between boys of a sexual nature, nothing whatsoever, nothing, and uh, it just I could never understand what the hell they were on about, you know. I remember being in here one evening, this is the sacristy here, and uh, this is where right the it. the uterus is kept and the wine. But um, I remember standing right at this very spot here, and this particular brother, this pedophile guy, who eventually he was the guy who who beat me came in and uh, they wore his great big um, a cassock, yeah he wore his great big cassock and he had his hands in maybe there were pockets in it I'm not sure but there were slits in the sides anyway and he comes in and he says to me um, I was told that you kissed a boy in the handball alley I hadn't a clue what the hell is this going on about and I thought for a minute, uh, could I have been joking or could I have hugged somebody as a mess or was it trick acting? i was trying to think, maybe somebody saw me do something and they took it up wrong or... Then I thought, no, no, I can't remember anything like that. So I said, him, I don't think so, brother. He took this letter out from, from, from underneath his, what I thought at the time was a dress, <laughs> and whacked me across the face. I'm not sure whether it's the left cheek or the right cheek, but he got me across the cheek anyway. And um, he said, I want you to tell me the truth. Really, right this very spot. And I said, but, but I am telling you the truth. And back across the face. And he done that several times. Now, I began to shed a tear. But it wasn't that the physical um, pain of what he was doing, it was the, the insinuation. Hugged me deeply. The insinuation really hurt me. Because I'm not a homosexual, and I've never had homosexual tendencies. And if I did, I'd be quite open and honest about it. And I would not be ashamed of it. There's nothing wrong with being homosexual. Absolutely. It's just sexuality. It's only part of... If that's the way you are, that's the way you are. You know, and it should be respected.
2: He wouldn't have seen that, of course.
0: You see, I think they, they were just this religious thing. They were just totally freaked about... I don't know. I still can't understand it today. Because I can't get inside the mind of a paedophile. I would never interfere with children. I can't understand how anybody could... And this went on and on and on for ages. And then he says to me, I believe you. Picks me up off the ground. I'm trying to keep my face away from his face. And I have my hands like this. I am saying, you are a good boy, he says. And this man was like six foot six. And I'm like I'm four foot three or something. And like, I couldn't just I, just, I vomited that day. When he left here, I went into the corner of here. And I actually puked. I puked over into the Washington Basin. I was just...
2: Was there was, apart from the apart from apart from the beatings and the and the insinuations and the, and the wallopings and that? But when you talk about paedophiles, I mean, was there were there examples of, of yeah. abuse of?
0: Yeah. Children? Yeah. Because some of the other boys told me this one brother in particular. You now I think he's dead. I've no evidence. That I don't know. I know three of our boys that uh, they're related to me. That he had taken them up to his room mm. and uh, he done whatever he did. And, uh, but see, I always knew that that's, he was. It, it wasn't until. I didn't quite understand what, what was happening, even up until the time when I left here. It was years later, I picked up an evening herald one evening, and I, I began to read this stuff about paedophiles, and I began to read um, where they like to groom their victims. And when I, when I, when I saw the word groom, I knew immediately. That, that's what that brother was trying to do to me. He was trying to break me down and groom me. The only thing that saved me was... I, I always pretended I didn't know what he was talking about. When he'd ask me, like, did you get... Uh, he wouldn't say in an erection. He would say, did you go hard down there? And I'd say, what do you mean, brother? Like, of course I did. And of course I masturbated. All young boys do. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, it's human nature, for Christ's sake. And, um... But I knew... If I give this guy an inch, I'm gone. I'm, I'm destroyed if I give this guy one inch. And I, I played innocent right down the line. Um, I just was able, don't ask me how I did it, but I was able to keep that wall up between us. I just, just it took all my strength not to break and to be able to do it, you know. And I think what happened then was that he began to realise I'm not getting through to this kid. I'm not going to break this kid. This kid is actually beating me. And that's when he beat me on the, on the stairwell outside. That was his way of getting at me. And he still didn't get to me because I got up after the beating, I got up and smiled at him, which I shouldn't have done, to air me a box in the face. <laughs>
2: Of this establishment, which I'm told still, and well, we can see them that the Christmas decorations are still lying tattered on the walls, the, the paper chains from from the 1970s. But this had a, another another purpose in your day. It was a sort of yes, visiting room.
0: This room was a visiting room. This when uh, if your parents came to see you or your friends came to see you, and they'd wait here while, um, while a brother came to fetch you, and they brought you here, and. There was tables and chairs in here, and it was also used for ping pong. We used to play ping pong here, mm. and um, so yeah, that's what this was but for. But it was
2: very, very much like prison in that way. I mean, did they not, were you not allowed out around the grounds? With oh the, no, the, not with at all. Visitors?
0: No, not at all. Just had to meet them here. Yeah, it was very strict, strict, um, strict place, you know. Mm. And uh, oh, you yeah, may be allowed in the summertime, just outside there in the grass, mm. but that'd be as far as you'd go.
2: So. Uh, Someone remarked that you're, 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 you're covered in cobwebs, but there are a lot of <laughs> cobwebs of memory here. Right?
0: A lot of cobwebs of memory. Yeah, and not, in not like, happy ones. Like, in, in many ways, um, I suppose I'm the man I am today from the different experiences I've had in life. And I have tried to live without regret and uh, say, well, what has the learning experience been like for you? You know, what, I don't know, maybe is, is it forgiveness I need to practice? I don't know. But uh, I'd like to take some positive meaning out of it rather than uh, staying negative. I'd like to get positive and say, well, you know, it was an experience, been my experience. And uh, for whatever that's worth, I'm I'm grateful for some aspects of it. Um, You know, I like who I am today. And uh, it's probably moulded me into who I am today and certainly part of it anyway. And uh, it woke me up, I suppose. So even if it's just that one thing out of it, that's good enough for me I suppose
2: hmm. well, you too, uh, when you left do you remember the day you left
0: I remember remember what I said the brother that beat me and I, I, I don't know why I said it to him he put me on the bus and I turned around uh, it was one of those old buses you went up the, the three silver steps and he brought me right to the door of the bus and the, 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 the banjo doors parted and uh, uh, I turned around and I said to him I'll pray for you
2: was, was that with a certain amount of cynicism or did no, I wasn't you really mean it.
0: mean it? I really meant it, yeah. I wasn't being sarcastic at all. Mm. I don't ask you, the words just come into my mouth. Just turned around to him and said, I'll pray for you.
2: Did he say anything? No.
0: Just turned around and walked away.
2: Mm. Never saw him again.
0: And the song that was gone through my mind was Simon Lagarfunkel Homeward Bound. Mm.